Joseph had a tough decision to make. His betrothed, Mary, a woman who was his wife, was pregnant, and he was not the father. Joseph must have been a thoughtful and sensitive man because he chose to quietly divorce her, thereby saving her life, because she could have been stoned, and the life of the baby. You really cannot blame him for wanting to leave the relationship, as her story must have seemed astonishing to him. They had not had marital relations, and yet here she was with child by, wait for it, she was pregnant with God's child. And while he may have been willing to believe her story on the spot, there was still the matter of what the neighbors would think. His reputation and her reputation would be in tatters. He could be a laughing stock. And so he did what he thought would be best and decided to quietly end the relationship. God had other plans. God sent an angel to tell Joseph things were exactly as Mary had said, and God would really appreciate it if Joseph would stand by Mary and raise the baby as his own. And just like Mary, Joseph said, yes. So in a few days, we will once again celebrate the birth of a child who came into being because two people set aside their own fears and concerns and put their trust in God. Discerning what God is asking of us is not an easy thing to do. First, there is the matter of that still, small voice. Sometimes, we cannot tell if that idea in our head is from our own ego or from God. And God does not always send an angel to clarify the situation. Given how we tend to respond to the stranger these days, that may be a very wise choice. Second, we may not want to do what God asks, especially if it competes with our own goals and aspirations. We can be challenged when God asks us to live our hopes instead of our fears, our dreams instead of our anxieties. Adults especially like to be in control of their own destiny, live by their own code, and do their own thing. Third, sometimes our own ideas about how to be successful in life lead us to make choices that reveal a devotion to Darwinian theory, a mentality that edges out God because we focus on survival of the fittest, blaming people for their situation and presuming that something we've done is the sole reason for our success. I wonder what it would be like if we, like Mary and Joseph, discern God's will and put our trust in God's plan. Forget what the neighbors would say. Set aside our own desires and comforts and believe in an internal love 
that so desires a relationship with us that coming in the form of a vulnerable and dependent baby was a risk that love was willing to take. Many people, Christian or not, say they like the Christmas season because people generally tend to be nicer and kinder. They like the lights, the music, and the decorations, all of which are uplifting, and there is a sense of joy in the air. For many, not all. The thing is, there is absolutely no reason why we cannot behave more lovingly and kind all year long. There is no time-bound limit keeping us from thinking about others and what they need and what we can give. There is no rule that says we must slavishly follow the demands and whimsies of a culture that no longer recognizes the preciousness of life. We can be a better people all the time, all year long, every month, and every day. Mary and Joseph were human beings. And while they may have enjoyed a special relationship with God, they still faced the challenges and obstacles we all have. They needed to figure out how to make their relationship work, how to raise and care for a child, how to survive in a culture that could be harsh and difficult. However, through all their trials and tribulations, they remained steadfast in the belief that doing God's will was the right thing to do. And because they chose to put God's will above their own, their decision made it possible for us to sit in this church this morning preparing to again welcome the light of the world into our lives as we celebrate Christmas. Whether we want them to or not, our choices impact the rhythm of life. Each time we choose God over our own desires, we affirm that there is something greater and more important than our ego-driven impulses. The more we listen for that still small voice, the more adept we are of discerning where it will lead us. The more we care about what God thinks rather than what other people think, the more likely we are to create opportunities for love to grow and blossom. That love will show us how to be kinder, more compassionate, and more willing to care for each other, thereby extending the Christmas spirit throughout the year. As we continue to prepare for the remembrance of the coming of Emmanuel, let us also set aside time to reflect on what it means for us to have God with us. The God whose trust in us was so great that he became one of us. The God whose trust in us was so fearless that he was willing to come among us in the most humble, vulnerable, and dependent way. The God whose trust in us reminds us that we are and can be a better people. We just need to choose to do so. This Christmas, let us commit to giving back what was so lovingly given to us. Let us commit to making choices that come from our trust in God.
the God whose love knows no bounds and who can teach us how to love one another all the time. Mary and Joseph said yes to God, and we can too.